Welcome to the fucking show. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Only Bruins. I am one half of your host this week, Downtown Boosie, and this episode is brought to you by the one and only Primetime Productions. What up? What up? <laughs> my words there. I'll have to edit that out. How the heck are you? I'll shoot it over to my buddy, Brett. What's going on, brother? Not much, not much. Fucking Bruins are back, baby. Bruins are so fucking back. We are so fucking back. We're going to get into it later. Obviously, first game of the season for the Bruins was two days ago, as you're listening to it now. But uh, Let's get into it. Let's get into it now. Let's get into it. I'm on the beaches of of Ontario here, so you guys might hear some wildlife fucking in the background. (laughs) We're out in the sticks, baby, but we're still watching hockey. And we got another great Bobby's Corner coming to you uh, at some point this episode. The return of Bobby's Corner. I am fucking pumped for those for a whole season of that. You guys can thank us at the end of the season. How are you? But man, let me tell you. We we also sorry in advance. We have to. We do have to make this quick. Um, yeah. I, it's kind of my fault. I my schedule's all fucked up. But I mean, we only got one game to talk about next week. We'll have plenty more to talk to you guys about. But uh yeah, Bruins are one to know. They beat the Blackhawks three to one. Connor Bedard gets his first NHL goal against the Boston Bruins. And like Mel said to us last night, he's gonna be part well, the Bruins are gonna be part of every YouTube highlight of Connor Bedard now. And that sucks, but also it's kind of cool for people who were in the building. You got to witness Connor Bedard's uh first NHL goal. Um, if you guys want to jerk him off more like ESPN, TNT, and all them are doing. Holy shit! Let the kid fucking breathe a little Dude, bit. Two two things about that. First of all, I'm gonna piggyback what you just said. It's almost like fucking Freddie didn't get his first goal of the year, and Patra Patra didn't get his first fucking assist last night. That whole first intermission, they just talked about Bedard's goal, and they just kept replaying yeah. it over and over, and over. We were in the group chat there, like, and we were just yeah. saying like, "What's the over under on um?" Uh, on how many times they're going to show the replay is freaking like I get it, man. He's a generational talent. Like he's supposed to be the next big thing, but yeah. Uh, well, like, after the game, on. after the game being over though, and like we won, you know, like I wanted that win for the, like the Bruins <laughs> alumni in the building. You know, first game Lucic back, prove yeah. all the haters wrong. We'll get into that later, but all that aside. Really fucking cool moment for Bedard and his family. Him getting his first goal in front of Bobby Orr, fucking Cam Neely, like yeah. all these Bruins, like fucking, like all these the Bruins. Bruins. Run. Yeah, Krejci, oh, yeah. like just it's, it, like then yeah, it's just that that part. Uh, now that the game's over and I've had time to like digest it all, because like we're gonna get this Bedard shit all season long, no matter what, doesn't fucking matter. But after the night of digesting it, I thought that was a really fucking cool moment for him and his family. 
Yeah, no, it it really was. I mean, shame on him for uh, nickel and diming his uh, his family with those row fourteen balcony seats. You fucking yeah. piece of shit. You don't see Patra doing that. Fucking Busa could have got better to yeah, him that shit, <laughs> Yeah, fucking hey, I would have bought their tickets to sit next to his mom. Holy shit, talk about a milf. How are you, missile? Couple <laughs> missiles up there. But, um, that dad's a fucking good looking fella too. They just got yeah, some yeah, good yeah. jeans. Yeah, he probably has a horse cock too. Holy yeah. fuck. <laughs> but, um no, it's it it just felt great. Like it was weird. It, it felt great that the Boston Bruins were back, that hockey like meaningful hockey is back. Uh, one thing I tw- I even tweeted out last night from the podcast account. It just like it really fucking hit me. Like Patrice Bergeron is is actually gone. And I let me know if you feel the same way about this, but I love that Lucic was back for it. That felt right. It felt wrong without Patrice Bergeron not being part of that ceremony. Like he was part of the ceremony, but you know, he wasn't dressed up. He wasn't laced up. Like it it, something felt off about that. It didn't feel right. It was fucking weird, honestly. Like when he came out in the ice in his street clothes, and then like I think during the second intermission, he was up in the booth for TNT, and I was just yeah. like, "Ah, this is fucking weird." <laughs> yeah, like this, this, this just does. I I don't like this one bit. I, and he's got that fucking nice, sexy chest hat now. That I think. Oh yeah. I think that's new, but I mean, holy shit, man! He was looking in that fucking badonkadonk. Oh my god, I know. he was looking good last night. I fucking eat that booty up. Holy <laughs> shit! But yeah, no, he was. I mean, all, all the players. It was nice to see Timmy Thomas part of the uh, uh, coming. That back. was he, really nice. That he was even really said nice. He's like, he he didn't think he'd ever come back. Whatever. Like, and, yeah. Even uh, Lucci said cool. it was nice seeing him. He was down yeah. in the locker room, I guess. And and it's pretty cool too for Lucic to assist Postnock's first goal of the season as well. But like, there's a lot yeah. to break down in this game, and we're obviously going to be. I mean, congrats to Connor Bedard, but we're focusing on the Bruins and their achievements last night. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to hear more about Bedard, listen to probably any other NHL drop, podcast. Drop the mitts. Yeah, drop the mitts. I'm sure they're recording. Davis tonight. will be fucked. <laughs> Davis is probably recording with his pants off right now. <laughs> Big but, old um, smile looking at fucking Sully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it, it was, I mean, Patraka's first assist of the season. Great look over there to get it through to Carlo. Great tip from uh, great vision, man. Great, Holy yeah, fuck. Just great. T- and that's what you want to see out of a guy like Trent Frederick. That's where he should get a majority of his goals. I thought that third line was probably our best line last Dude, night. Dude, what a turnaround for Freddie, eh? Like, it's why it's hard to keep stock. Like, I know fucking even Shattenkirk still looks maybe a half step behind, but he looked way better than he did in preseason. Shad- and Shaddy and fucking Lindholm, but I will yeah. get to the back end in a little but, bit. Yeah, but, yeah, same, same with fucking... Wait, who were we just fucking? Oh, Freddie. He did not look good in preseason. I was kind of a little worried, but he looked fucking. Yeah, he looked. He looked. I think night. you said it, or we agreed on it. Whatever that he looked complacent in the yeah. preseason. He looked like he knew he had a roster spot, which is I get it. It's fine. Same thing with Geeky. You saw him turn it up a little more in that. I think it was the which, New, I mean, New York I don't, game. I don't hate to be honest because you just want to get up to speed, break a sweat. Get yeah. the legs moving again because you can practice all you want, but game time speed—it's hard to uh, mimic that. 
not everyone's fucking Brad Marchand either. Like Marchand, his first yeah. preseason game, he had to run over someone just to yeah. get into it. You yeah, know, he, like he's, he's a sick puppy. <laughs> yeah, like ever since he came into the league, he's been all gas, no breaks. And yeah, not everyone can be Brad Marchand. Everyone's a little bit different. But I mean, I really like that third line last night. Yeah, that's I, good, I, man. Originally, I wasn't a fan of um Patra getting that third line look, but when they got that third line look in the last preseason game, I thought it looked great. And then my only concern really too, like, like I don't think really any forward had a bad game last night. And if you were to nitpick one player, I'd probably lean towards Coyle, maybe like flip a coin to Coyle or DeBrusque. I thought they could have really upped. I DeBrusque did have a few good shifts. I thought Coyle was yeah. a, a little bit invisible majority of the time. Um, JD normally needs to get his first of the season to get going. Yeah, you know, yeah, like once no, he I gets think. one, he's like it's a fucking chain reaction. And that's that. that's what I'm looking. That's what I'm going to pay attention to the most this season when it comes to Jake DeBrusque is how he's going to respond after losing his captain, his centerman, um, Patrice Bergeron. You don't really know. Like so people have questioned his motivation at times in the past. Not re- not recently, but mm-hmm. in the past they've questioned his motivation at times just because. I mean, you've seen it. He's he's a streaky player. That's that's. I mean, but the thing is, that's been his game since uh, before even coming into the league. So that's one thing I'll focus on most is how he's going to respond this season uh, with a different centerman. Um, I thought he played a little bit better than Coyle last night. I thought Coyle could have showed a lot more because this is. I mean, he talked about it in the preseason. This is his chance. He's he's excited yeah. for more for a more bigger opportunity, bigger role with the uh, Boston Bruins. And I, I get it, man. His first game of the season, you haven't played a game, what, four, five, six days, whatever it was. And yeah. uh, the Blackhawks are coming off. They already shook uh, of, off a of back-to-back or, well, game one uh, the previous night where they're coming off a big win against Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Quen- Penguins, Quens- Quendens, however the fuck you want to say it. <laughs> Make up your own words today. Holy shit. Um <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like, I, if if we were to do the, a star of the game and a dud of the game off the bat, man, I, I like how obviously, I mean, I guess the easy choice is possible with the two goals, but I mean, how can you yeah. not love Patro's game last night? I mean, yeah, he he drew a penalty, he had some great fucking looks, he didn't give up on any plays, he was high oh. energy, he really was driving that line and. Geeky and Frederick were kind of feeding off it, and I was very excited for that. And we finally have a kid line. Yeah, (laughs) I I, I fucking I love it, man. It's letting the Uh, the kids run loose. I thought even Beecher had a great game. He was great on the PK. Beecher looked great, dude. I it it was weird to see Beecher like he belongs. You know what I mean? That's the one thing I noticed about Beecher. Like he's still a young kid. Like I watched yeah. behind the I watched behind the B today. Fuck. If you haven't watched that, go watch it. Oh, it was God. Fucking, I'll watch it. It's, the, it's pre yeah, yeah, it was preseason. So it was just like elect. It's all about Patra and Beecher and like the kids, right? So yeah. it's kind of cool. But just to piggyback off that, what I liked last night was our centerman. Coil, eight for 16, 50%. Zaka, eight for 11, 73%. Beecher, six for 11, 55%. Geeky, six for eight, 75%. Patra, five for seven, 71%. That's what you like to fucking see. We didn't lose. Coil was the closest at 50 50. 
and he was taking some tough face-offs yeah he, uh, I on mean, the penalty killing stuff right so i, I guess the only uh, i mean we can also talk about how bad bedard is in the face-off top but again oh, he's just a rookie I think, I think he's going to end up last night. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up a winger. I've said it since jump and people chirp me, but like in the world juniors, that's what they utilized him as. And he was a fucking menace. Yeah. He's, he, I I think they're just going to ride it out this season and see if yeah. he can improve. Keep the him fun- between two veterans like Hall and uh, Donato. They ain't too fucking bad. Yeah. I mean, that line looked again, good again last night too, against the Boston Bruins. Still Taylor Hall got injured. He's out week to week. You feel bad for a guy like that but even seeing taylor hall play last night in the minutes he was out there for it's you made kinda, the right decision <laughs> yeah it kind of reminds <laughs> me of like oh this is why it reminds you of like oh this is why taylor hall such a such a frustrating player the skill is there but man the turnovers the and it's dude it's also why you don't fall in love with athletes like taylor yeah. hall has been one of my favorite fucking hockey players forever i always like like back when he played uh, in the OHL, I loved his swagger, like watching him and Sagan. I wanted him over Sagan back in the day. Yeah, like watching them fight for that number one spot. We haven't seen that like in a long time. I, that at least like I guess he sure and Kako a couple years ago was was a pretty good fight for that number one spot. But yeah, like it, I yeah, love Taylor that- Hall. I've loved everything he did for the Bruins. But like, fuck, even I was upset when that trade happened and seeing him yeah. last night. I was just like. Sometimes you have to make tough decisions for your organization. Yeah, it was a, a, off off the bat tough decision. Looked like the right decision though at the time. You don't want to be yeah. paying a guy like that. What was he getting? Five, five and a half, whatever Six. it was. Oh my god! Yeah, no. yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't want that. Uh, no. I'd rather see the young kids play for. I'd rather pay DeBrusque six going forward. Yeah, yeah. I had people in my fucking comments saying Dabrowski isn't worth six million, dude. It's one fucking game. He's worth six yeah. million right now. We'll oh. see who plays this season. Dude, I had people DMing me. See, we tra- should have traded for Boss Busser, however the fuck you say his name on Vancouver. He's he scored four goals oh, last buzzer. night. Dude, I I'm like, oh, he scored the- four. Yeah, he scored four last night. Ooh. Um, but. I, I still just I don't know. Like I think DeBrusque is the one you hit your horse to from that 2015 draft, obviously. And like yeah. you know, like yeah, I I don't know. But I I still think you get after one game, especially like you still give them six times six. I hate these fucking idiots. Like, well, you didn't look good in preseason. It's like it's the six same thing we're six. yeah it's six times we're six saying six. about Freddie. Yeah, and six times six next season uh, isn't going to look that bad with the salary cap jump in. Yeah, I we're mean, going up like who, four and a half million. A guy who could potentially put up 30 this season. I mean, yeah, it's just like I still have him netting 30. Yeah, I, I think he'll net 30. I think once he gets hot and if it comes quicker, sooner rather than later, I think you're going to see the same DeBrusque you saw like leading up to the all star break last year or yeah. um, the winter classic last year. Especially I mean, like if you look at our schedule coming into this season, we've got it pretty easy the first month. But that means we're going to have a really shitty month later oh, on in the season. We typically do. Typically, March is like, I haven't even looked at the March schedule. I know Toronto comes to town on my birthday in March. Um, oh, yeah. But I, well, they got Columbus. I mean, if you're looking at Pittsburgh, who knows how they'll be. You got, but oh, no, that's fucking January, you dumb fuck. Um, yeah, this month you got Nashville, San Jose, LA, Anaheim, Chicago, Anaheim, and then I think Florida after that. Yeah, I, oh, no, and, Detroit, Florida, and then that rounds out 
Yeah, in March you start the season. I you start the you start the month off Islanders, Toronto and Edmonton on a back to back. And then <laughs> you have fun. you have Toronto twice that week. And then you have Penguins and we'll save there. Um the Blues, nah. Montreal, eh. Philly, eh. So there's a stretch of easy games there. Yeah. Uh, Ottawa, they're going to be scrappy. Rangers, obviously, are good. Flyers, yeah, suck my balls. Um, Dude, November, and, we run through the Atlantic pretty heavy. Yeah, so it's going to, I mean, that's going to be a five to eight week stretch of some tough fucking games. So get the yeah. dubs when you can. Uh, you got to, you, like, this, this season more than ever, you have to take advantage of the shitty teams. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't lose to fucking Chicago back to back games in the middle of fucking March this fucking year. <laughs> uh, no. It was so fitting. Or for Detroit Pittsburgh. or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it was wow. so fitting for Pittsburgh to lose to the Blackhawks oh. on opening night, of course. As I know. That's essentially how the season ended last year. Fucking. fucking they're just idiots. Pittsburgh's so goddamn old, dude. Holy shit. They are. It's weird because they're the oldest team in the NHL, but I think their average age is still only like 29 or something like that, which is so wild to me. That's wild. Yeah, that is wild. But that man, well, Washington, are the oldest. Going back to last night's game, I mean, it's you got to be you got to beat up on these bad teams, and people might want to discredit the three-one win. Um, they they might want to discredit it after you know beating a shitty. Blackhawks team that'll probably end up with a top five fucking pick. They're relying yeah. heavily on their rookie. And um you, you got a gold their goaltender played phenomenal last night. You got to get more traffic in front, but he played phenomenal last night. A goalie who's typically not too good. I think he had like two wins all of last season, his short time up. And uh it was it was just nice because that first period was nothing too crazy but that first period uh they were really cycling it well they had some good opportunities they had a lot of good opportunities uh as the game went on one thing i am worried about this upcoming season is how the 5 on 5 play is going to be are they going to yeah. struggle i mean it's it's you're going to have to wear teams down this year yeah really yeah. Yeah, and that's that's really my biggest question because I think the power play will kind of be top 10, top 15-ish mm-hmm. in the league. I don't think it's going to be anything too crazy. I do love that they're giving Patra a, a shot on that second power play unit. He's earned it. Yeah, no, he's definitely earned it. And Coy, I mean, Coy is your PK guy anyway, so it makes sense to not give him that ice time off the bat. Essentially, eventually, I'm sure you'll see him. Up, uh, get some chances if Patra struggles on there, but power play. I mean, they got to move it a little, work it a little bit better. Uh, I saw them. Marshawn tried to feed it into the bumper like he used to do with Bergeron last year, and it just like it would go into Zaka's skates because he's the opposite yeah, hand, right? <laughs> if if Marshawn's going to kind of quarterback that from down low, you can't have you can't have a left-handed bumper right there. I mean. I, uh, I, I think I wonder if I, you put Potra there and give it a whirl. That's what I was just gonna say. Like, do you give Potra a look? Is he a little too um small? Is he a little too undersized and unfamiliar with the NHL power play? Like, is he capable of working the bumper? Like that those are some 
they he's like him in pasta spot on yeah i noticed that yeah i and mean it's he... weird because dom dom's been saying since the start and it's gonna be funny if this happens but like in on in guelph on his normal power play patra played where marshawn plays on his strong side bumper so it's like kind of interesting to see them put him on his opposite side bumper where like it's more of a shot base situation once you you know put people on their offhand like that so i'm curious if to see if they move him around dude it was fucking crazy in the behind the b they show like the day they made the like i wish they brought him into the fucking room to tell him he made the team like one of those videos but they yeah. show the war room of them deciding like if they're gonna keep patra and beecher and it like it oh, came shit. down to the wire dude like they, it came down to the very last day that they made the uh, the Beecher or the Beecher, the Greer cut because they were like, I don't know, it was just that you got to watch it just the way they set it up was sick. Like the day before, they're like, All right, so we are we keeping Patra, we keeping Beecher, like what's going on? And Monty's kind of like, Yeah, like we're keeping Patra, but still unsure if Beecher just had a good camp or if he's actually ready. And then fucking the next day, uh, fucking, I don't know what changed with the next day. Uh, Monty's just like, all right, we're keeping 19. He's he's <laughs> he's got undeniable speed, and we're keeping him in the lineup. And it was just yeah. like, whoa! It was a maybe, sick moment. Maybe it was after that Flyers game when he had some really good chances there, where he grabbed the puck. He went. He just sped. He sped right through the D. Split them, and he really showed. He really showed that breakaway speed that game. He oh, had a yeah. great camp. Uh, that's what we've been waiting on Beecher. So I'm, I'm really happy that he's finally getting the chance. Dude, I think Beecher's a guy that stays for the season. I don't think so it's a nine game trial for him. No. Uh, if Patro's going to keep playing like this, I mean, he's going to stay for the season. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. And he, dude, it was crazy. They mic'd up Beecher for that New York game, uh, where Lucic scored that goal that it looked like yeah. Beecher tipped in, man. They're just like talking to Beecher and <laughs> Patra like they're on the team. Like it was just like so refreshing yeah. to hear the that. older guys. Yeah. Like, like uh, they had Patra mic'd up. That's what I'm saying. Mike these. This is what I'm getting at. Mike these kids up all year long because they had Patra mic'd up when he he scored or yeah he had his first game where he got, he got like three assists or two assists or whatever it was and then that goal against Quick and fucking JD's just like or no Freddie's like you just scored against Jonathan Quick like two time <laughs> Stanley Cup champion like it was like they were just like fucking going off on the bench and I was like man That's you awesome. got it. These kids, it's just like so nice to see like the this younger wave of Bruins like already stepping in like a year before we actually even thought they would. Yeah, it, it's it feels like it's been forever where you've had two rookies really step into the lineup and play pivotal roles with this organization, and you love to see that because there's been a lot of questions and concerns, and rightfully so, with previous years' drafts where. I mean, who's going to like all the biggest concern was that obviously after Bergeron retires, who's going to who do we have to look forward to? Because Lysel's a winger. Patra, there's a lot of Patra. Patra. Fuck, man, it's in my head. Patra. Patra. Uh, Patra. There are a lot of obviously no one. I don't think anyone anticipated him. He had a great year back in juniors last year, but I don't think anyone anticipated him making the team. Out of out of camp, and uh, I mean, there. I remember we were like, "Do you think Pacho's going to get an invite?" Because, yeah, the his old juniors team, like opening night, they put a picture of him. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> so was, I, I, I think I quote tweeted, and I was like, "Oh shit, who's going to tell them?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't get the memo yet. No, so um, 
but yeah, man, it's it. You got to watch this behind the B. It's it's. I don't know. The the vets have just taken these kids in, and it's it's so good to see. It, <laughs> I love it's it. Exciting. Man. It's exciting. I love seeing Luch back in black and gold. I just yeah. Fuck all the haters. He had himself a game last night. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna call out Andrew from Short Shift. Okay. <laughs> Come on, buddy. <laughs> if he can give us like half More of that, that you're gonna have to crow hard dude yeah and I, i'm looking forward to their next episode to see what he has to say obviously it's just one game but yeah um i i i uh i hope Even- he has to continue to eat crow because i i saw a little bit of a meltdown of his the other night when everyone thought beach like because well it was like last week everyone and rightfully so because it looked like at the time that Brown was going to stay up and Beecher wasn't, which would and, have been a horrible decision. Yep. And someone just happened to fuck up the lines, the practice lines in that tweet. So he calmed down. He he's like, oh, okay. He's like, this isn't bad then. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was funny, but yeah, I, I hope Andrew continues to have to eat crow on this Lucic signing. I mean, God fuck. Is he, is he slow? But it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I wasn't a big fan of the signing either. I understood at the time, but yeah. I was excited. I, I wasn't a big fan, but I was excited to see him in black and gold again. And it just feels so right seeing him in black and gold again. And I mean, dude, I don't think him, we talked about either. Like, I, I sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but just no, like the good. fact that like the Bruins finally made the right decision instead of worrying about a waiver wire where like t- players can get claimed or you know. Yep pushing back a kid's development a year just because it 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 helps your pocketbook or you know uh helps you helps you not have to make tough decisions as a gm like shout out to don sweeney and fucking cam neely and doing the right thing by i know laura didn't make opening night roster but he made the final roster which is something to fucking hold your hat on i I hate to admit it but they made they made the right decision with oh forward looked awful last night though i don't know he lost over that he's like a fucking tyke player playing with nhl let's talk about the defense real quick because um yeah the game's just pa- this team's just passed forward by like i love him he's funny in the locker room you know seems like a great guy he's was serviceable especially for us last year in some tough minutes but he was playing way above his head last year now he's had another injury in the offseason he looks even more slower than he did before like people are chirping Lucic, bro have you looked at forbert skate up the ice like yeah it's like sometimes he only makes a good play because he gets stuck in the wrong position and it's like pure luck you know what i mean like the puck will just bounce off someone's skate and go right to pacha uh when he scored that goal against washington everyone's like do you see forbert feed it down and it's like no he didn't feed it he went to dump it in the corner and it hit someone's fucking skate and just ended up right on pacha's stick so i don't know other than forbert looking just seven steps behind i thought that d were pretty good shattenkirk needs to stop being a little like uh it's like he's playing fucking like, you know, when the college kids comes back and play fucking summer hockey with you and they're just like fucking around. Yeah. And so yeah. that's the vibe I kind of got from Shattenkirk last night. It's like, hey, bro, this is the Boston Bruins. We're a playoff fucking team. <laughs> like enough with this. Like, I don't yeah. know. He's being fruity at the blue line with it. I, I just that that pairing is going to be tough for us this year. But if they can get out from underneath Forbert, I think we'll be fine and figure it out. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, it's. I Shattenkirk looked a little bit better last night, but nothing 
crazy. Like I, I just it was like he was playing an alumni game, you know, like the way he's yeah. just like skating around, like passing it, like through the fucking slot. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude! Like you can't be doing that in the Atlantic. Teams are just gonna pick that shit off, bring it right back home, bar down on Ollie. No, I, I, I agree there. Uh, and I didn't think Lindholm looked that good last night. He had some good shifts, but I don't, I didn't think he looked that good last night. Uh, the one thing I guess as a Bruins fan going into the season that you felt confident about was the back end. I mean, yeah, we get it. We're, we're all not fans of, we're, we're all not fans of, um, of forward still being part of the team because he showed us nothing last year towards the end of last season. And he has yet to show you anything. And I know he came back from injury in the preseason. And for some reason, he seems like the kind of guy who he seems like the kind of guy who just (laughs) takes him a while to get back from those injuries. Well, that's the thing too. Like he had an injury in the off season. It's like, what the fuck? Nobody ever heard about that, but whatever. And that like, it's the same thing with Lindholm. Like it kind of feel, but I think we were saying the same thing about Lindholm last year, the first couple games, like, oh man, he's going to have to really step up a lot more if Chucky's going to be out this long. And then he, he found his groove and you know, he was what top four in Nor- Norris voting last year. So I'm not as worried about Lindholm. Uh, January, if he's playing the same same way, I'll be a little fucking, a little more concerned. But yeah. I, 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 for game one, shaking off the rust, standing around waiting for that hundredth season, fucking, uh, like all that the ceremony takes fucking a lot off your legs, especially being used to like jumping from warm ups right into game. You know, the Bruins don't normally play good on ceremony night games e- anyways. So yeah. it was good to see them fight through and pull that win out, even though yes, it's a lesser competition and yes, maybe they didn't start the game on time or I heard Monty and his presser say our hitting's nowhere where we need it to be. So th- there's things that, you know, they're still working on and, it was game, great game one. That's how I looked at it. All the people like, they look dog shit. It's like, bro, it's game one. They had to wait, what, 45 minutes in between? Um, I know. That's tough, like, too. Yeah, 45, almost an hour between the ceremony and the puck drop. Or, sorry, uh, warm-ups and puck drop. Like, that's a long time, man. That, that is a long time. And then not playing an NHL game in however many days too it had been a little bit so it's a couple rookies in the lineup like they did pretty fucking good no they they did and i i imagine it's only going to get better um that's how we have to look at this season though yeah okay you know maybe that wasn't the greatest game but we're going through some growing like this season's going to be growing pains and like you got to have a lot of optimism or else you're not going to have fun watching this team at all this season yeah no I, i agree and but I think that's what makes watching this team fun as as stressful as it will be at times. I think that's what makes watching this team fun is it's the different. growing pains. Yeah, it's different. You got two legitimately rookie centers. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, Patra will play a little bit of wing too, but you got two legitimate rookies who are getting legitimate chances and playing important roles on your team. You have, I mean you have a new captain in Brad Marchand. You have the goalie hug back. Like you have I know. like there's it's, it's a Enjoy lot of the fucking to. goalie hug this year too. <laughs> so yeah, it may yeah. not be back next year. Yeah. Next it might year. not be a thing next year. And I, yeah. 
And I know people hate me for saying that, but it's just like, I'm just saying, enjoy it while it's fucking here. Like, yeah, I wanted Allmark gone this offseason money-wise. Same reason Taylor Hall ended up leaving us. They made the right decision. I'm eating my crow. But everyone also needs to fucking be, like, serious about this. It's not going to last forever. I'm glad. I'm glad uh, they didn't trade him. I, I really was convinced he was going to just because of his salary. Especially when you heard Pittsburgh wanted him, it was like, ah, that kind of seems like a really good fit. Uh, yeah. In the offseason at the yeah, draft. They, yeah, that, it seemed like the perfect fit for them. Uh, but I'm glad they made the right decision because I think you're going to have to ride the coattails of this uh, dynamic duo that you have in the back end and the, uh, between the pipes. I have a question for you. How did you feel about uh Matty Potts and fucking geeky splitting the center job last night. I actually kind of liked it. I thought it was kind of smart. I liked it because I know yeah, I, I he was taking more of the heart, not harder face offs, but more veteran heavy face offs. And then they let Potra yeah. have you know, his his go with the younger no I think it's the right decision. I think it's smart of them to do because I mean to not re- rely heavily on Patra playing center like the whole game and giving Geek because Geeky is perfectly capable of being a third line centerman. He's pretty damn yeah. good at it. So especially if he's playing net front on the power play, let him take those hard PK minutes and let Patra have the easier ones. Yeah, yeah, and let him get his confidence up and see what he can do with that. And I mean, it, confidence is key for these young kids coming into the league. I mean, dude, I love how the Bruins have three. A penalty kill lineups you know in shell you can only have like two i think you can have yeah. three now but i like i feel like the bruins have always been like at the forefront of that like that night like it, you can put debrusque and patra on the third pk unit and not worry as much because that's this normally the second unit's like tired and at the end of the power play right so it's like i i don't know i just i fuck man it watching that game last night i was like i'm so much more excited for this season than i was like a couple months ago no, same. Uh, it was just like, man, I was just like on cloud nine last night watching that fucking game. It just felt so good to watch a meaningful hockey. And it's a newish team that you're watching. And it was just, I was really looking forward to watching these young kids play. Lauko they looked great. Lauko looked great. He drew a penalty. Uh, he had he had some phenomenal shifts. That fourth line is going to be a problem. Dude, they They're spent gonna... most of the night in the ozone. That's Dude, what that, you want out of your fourth that, line. Yeah, that fourth line, man, it's going to be a thorn in other team's sides. Like it's it's that's a fourth line that can do some damage. I mean, you got two young kids with speed. You got you got a heavy guy in Lucic who can get in front of the net. He, you know, that's where he gets a lot of his goals right in front of the net, cleaning up yeah. that fucking garbage. You got speed on the outside with Lauku. Beecher can easily you can send him up the fucking ice and he can burn a guy. Beecher and Lauko played together too a lot last year. And um, they're both in good Providence. in their own zone too. Yeah. And like cause like I saw that be- the Beecher goals was circulating the other day. Uh the one he scored in overtime where he got that I don't know if it was a four goal game or a three goal game. But either way, uh it was a pass from Lauko, and then he fucking shot up the boards and fucking sniped one in overtime. And I was like, oh, man, I forgot that they played together in Providence. Like, that just yeah. even more pushes the narrative. Like, just I'm just so happy the Bruins made the right decision with their rookies. And, yeah, Greer was a casualty, but I think that's why you brought in Lucic this I whole mean, time anyways. Yeah. and you essentially and- traded Lucic for Greer. Yep. And not to, like, 
be forgotten in all this, but Lauku is also are technically a rookie this season too, right? I yeah. think he's still technically a rookie. So yeah, you got two legitimate rookies. I mean, well, two legitimate rookies, and then you have one guy who's played some games, but he's a rookie, and those are three guys that everyone's going to love watching this year. They're not going to disappoint, and they keep producing like that, man. It's God, sky's the limit for those kids, and I don't want to get you know ahead of myself. I mean, but it's they continue to impress. They get better game by game, and it just I it's ugh, fucking Davis keeps texting. Holy shit, Dave. <laughs> down, buddy. I gotta beat that. Uh, I don't know if you can hear that beeping, but yeah, I can hear. Um, Davis, but. <laughs> He should be recording right now with fucking. <laughs> Get on the mic, Davis. <laughs> Do your fucking but, job, kid. Um. With that being said, though, let's let's. Why don't we shoot it over to Bobby's corner? Give him uh, the return of Bobby's corner. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about the game. We'll close it out. Uh. Again, sorry that this has to be a quick one, but um. Uh, I gotta. Uh, funny enough, I have to. Oh, Vladimir Saboka commented on Lucic. That's a name I haven't heard in a minute on Lucic's Instagram post. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I got, got dinner with Shan tonight. Get to see her. I get to see her Saturday. Boots will be on the ground Saturday. So fade the Bruins if you're a betting man. Also, <laughs> next week is the return of Boosie Bets. Look forward to that. I've been coming in fucking oh shit. I gotta put my bets in now. That reminds me. But I've been I've been buzzing, knock on wood. I probably just jinxed myself, but let's uh let's shoot it over to the man, the myth, the tripod himself, Bobby fucking Brewski. Uh I'm very much looking forward to it. you guys. I have not heard it yet, so you guys will be hearing it at the same time as us, bright and early. Friday morning, baby. Enjoy Bobby's Corner. From the beaches of Winnipeg, under the palm trees of the West End, it's Bobby Bruski. Don't check your radio dial, baby. We are A-OK. Welcome to the centennial edition of Bobby's Corner, proudly brought to you by Primetime Productions. Little Rod Stewart for him. Little snippet. Kicking off the new year. Kicking off the new season. God, I love this song. But I love you. And I want you to take a second to give yourself a pat on the back. An applause. Maybe go out by buy yourself a special treat. A pumpkin spice latte. Whether from the Bucks. Whether from the Dunks. Whether you go to the local brewery and you get their special pumpkin spice latte beers just go out and do it because five months is a long time but we pulled through we stuck together we huddled we prayed we drank we cried we cheered we played xbox we did some live streams but we made it through october 11th garden chicago blackhawks boston bruins kicking off the centennial season and what a glorious event it was. Just flabbergasted, man. Losing it. I'm still jacked to the tits. This is the day after. I was I watched too much hockey in the night. I passed out on my couch. History, history. Nature's healing, right? Man. I mean, 
the legends walking through into the garden. I mean, you had, you know, seeing Espo, seeing Bobby Orr, you know, seeing Cam walk through, Ray Bork. It's just like, wow. And those are just legends that could make it out. You know what I mean? They're on the ice, they're applauding them, they're doing the ceremonies. They just when you don't think it can get any better, they bring out the 2011 Stanley Cup champions. I mean, you got Chara, you had Rask, you had Thornty, you had Bergie. It was just like, wow. It's after a long off season and a tumultuous ending to the last seasons, it was like such a nice, fresh start to be like, wow, this organization has been through hell. We've been through some tremendous heartbreaks, but we've had some amazing moments that make up for all of that. We've had some amazing, amazing players to help out with all of that, to remind you just how golden it is to be a Boston Bruins fan. And I mean, unreal. And like the tradition just continues, right? I mean, wow, how many times am I going to say I mean? Connor Bedard, let's get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. Barb, should we get out of the way? We're going to get it out of the way. What a tremendous tradition that this kid is continuing. Myra Lemieux, Sidney Crosby, now Connor Bedard. All three of those scored their first goal against the Bruins. Myra Lemieux probably had the nicest goal out of all of them. Bedard, good, a decent second. Crosby's goal, I remember being kind of, kind of sloppy. But either way, He's already cemented himself into a legacy. Hopefully he carries it on. He's a fun little kid to watch. I'll say that. Loved Marshy kind of grilling him, digging him into the boards, being a pain, pain in his ass. I see a lot of new Chicago fans, new Bedardis coming at Marshy, calling him a fucking douche, calling him a loser. I think what Marshy did for Bedard last night was the best thing he could have done and the best thing anybody in the league could have done. And it's to show him, it's not a walk in the NHL moment. It's, it's a tremendous amount of respect that Marshy showed the kid. You know, he's treating him like any other star player. He's giving him the gears. He's grinding him. He's trying to pull him into the bench. It's, if I'm Bedard, I'm jacked. After the game, I'm annoyed, but I'm like, wow, I can't believe Marshy didn't hold back. That's tremendous. So shout out to our captain for really embracing who he is opening night. That Bertois pass to Carlo with the tip to Freddie, though. Come on. Come on. This kid shows up. He's not even halfway through his first game, and he delivers a point. I know it wasn't a goal, but he, got, he set up a fucking play. And Carlo, Carlo having a guy like that still. I mean, seeing a young kid set him up. I mean, you can tell Carlo's probably like, holy shit, we're, like, we're still rolling. We're still giving her. So very excited about that. The Lucic pass to Pasta. And pass the scoring and just jumping in behind Lucci. Just, I mean, come on. Come on. I know the writer's strike just ended, but the fact that they hit the fucking room and they wrote the ultimate script for opening night, teary-eyed thinking about it, man. Like, it's going to be... Like, it, there's no other way. But after that, you just, you just knew it was going to be a good... Like, it's going to be a good season. I don't know what the, the, the outcome is. I don't know what the record's going to be, but you just, like, those are just vibes. Immaculate vibes. The jerseys, a little uh about them, actually, coming out of the gate. I wasn't too thrilled, but as the game carried on, I thought, wow, these really are one of the nicest jerseys we've ever put together. I thought the helmets were black. No, they're brown. 
Great fucking move. Wish the gloves were a little bit brown, though. Maybe dark brown. I get it. I'm not... I, I still got to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on this hill. I think the away Centennial jerseys are the best. I think those kits are the best. I wasn't sure about the white collars at first. Now I'm like, no, these are... This is it. This is the fucking move. I cannot wait. When is the next game? Like, it is just the most unfair shit in the world. Was the game ended and you were just sitting there like... We we gotta wait. We we gotta like we gotta wait till Saturday to take on the Preds. I mean, come on, that should be an interesting game. I'm not sure who the National Predators are this year or what they're trying to accomplish. Wow, electric, dynamite. I mean, Johnny Beecher, Johnny fucking Beecher. What can you say? Kid cracks the lineup and he has a dynamite line to measure that. I mean, that line was just a fucking wrecking ball and a problem. I know it's Chicago. It's not a top-tier team. But the announcers had to stop talking about Bedard at one point because they're just like, this line is everything. This line is everything Boston's been missing since that cup run, since the Corrali days. I mean, and Beecher, you know, taking a pretty, you know, you don't take a dumb hit like he did. But, you know, dropping the gloves with Dickinson, you know, manning up to it was poetic. If you remember last year, Dickie was one of the dudes I wanted at the deadline. I said, Donnie, go out, get a new fourth-line center. Jason Dickinson, he's the best one available on the market. He doesn't get dealt. Donnie doesn't get him. Johnny Beecher comes and steals the fucking role. And then he fights the dude that I wanted in that position. So just awesome all around. Poetic. Trent Frederick, the overall thesis... I know it wasn't the best uh, preseason for him, at least I didn't think from what I've highlights, from what I read. That kid was dynamite last night. That he was dynamite. I know we made jokes like, oh, he's playing like he doesn't have a roster spot. If that's the Trent Frederick we're going to get every night, he can absolutely half-ass it any fucking preseason, any year, baby. He, like, he, he definitely got faster. He's definitely stronger, and he's way, way more protective with the puck. Like, ugh. Like and we got him on a on a semi deal and shout out to Liv and her mom for seeing that goal live. I could hear them screaming from the beaches here. Unbelievable. Overall, just what a what a great opening night. It's gonna be a great season. Let me take the moment to apologize to Tommy, who wrote a great article here at Primetime with in uh with regular season predictions. Tommy had actually reached out about Saturday about me getting some predictions in. With it, the, with it being Thanksgiving up here, I was slammed with dinners, family time, you name it. Couldn't get my predictions in in time. I also blamed the New York Giants because the only free time I had, I was watching them and trying to write an article to cover for that. God, I hate the Giants. So without further ado, wow, that's a hot mic. Without further ado, here are my ins, my in, my season predictions. In the Eastern Conference, the Metro, I'm going with Carolina, New Jersey, and believe it or not, the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Atlantic, maybe this is the hot take. I think Boston still takes the Atlantic. We've got the best goaltending tandem, we've got great defense, and we've got a forward group that is absolutely has potential to be shut down and nightmare fuel for the rest of the league. In second place... I've got the Toronto Maple Leafs because, fuck, they don't have goaltending, but boy, can they score. And Austin Matthews, 
Poppy already showing the league opening night Hattie. Third spot, call me crazy. You can call me crazy. I'm riding the wave. Florida Panthers taking that third spot. No Stanley Cup Finals hangover for them. Just absolute fucking uh, vibes. Buffalo finally returning to the playoffs, getting a wild card spot. And the last place for the wild card. It's a tough one. But I'm not writing them off. The New York Islanders, the New York Rangers, not making the playoffs. Tampa Bay Lightning getting the final spot. West. Let's go out west. In the Central Division, I've got the Dallas Stars riding off from last year. Colorado taking that second spot. And believe it or not, because I am crazy, I'm a homer, but I also think with the new crop of kids this team has and a full season of Nino Nino Rider, the Winnipeg Jets are going to make that third spot in the Central. They're not going to get that far because they're going to play Colorado in the first round, but they're still going to make it. In the Pacific, I got Vegas laying claim to their division. Edmonton Oilers coming in second, and the Seattle Kraken coming in third. Wild card spot. Why can't I say wild card? In the wild card spot, I've got the LA Kings dropping down from last year, and I've got the Minnesota Wild still in the last spot. I like some of the moves that Calgary and Vancouver have made in the offseason. I don't think it's good enough to make the playoffs, though. I'm going to do Stanley Cup winners in the end. Let's go for the trophies, because I know Tommy wanted that. The Selkie Bergeron trophy, I'm giving to Mitch Marner. I think Mitch Marner doesn't get enough credit, which is insane, because that's all people talk about on sports broadcasts. But I think Mitch Marner deserves at least win one Selkie in his year, and I think this is going to be year he steals one. The Norris trophy, a lot of great candidates amongst the league. It's hard not to sit there and look at Kyle McCarr and be like, as long as he stay, as long as he stays healthy, he wins that fucking thing. The Vesna, once again, tremendous amount of candidates across the league, but I don't see how he skips a beat. I know that first goal against Bedard was a little bit sus, but you know that's the thing. All he always lets one in, and he's dynamite after that. Allmark going back-to-back Vesna winning trophies. Rocker Bichard, it pains me because I would love to see him add another one to his collection. But Matthews is just a naturally gifted goal scorer. I think Malton Matthew wins a second Rocker Bichard. After not winning it last season, kind of having a down year, I think he's going to absolutely go off this year. The Art Ross, I'm going to have to give to Connor McDavid because as much as I love Leon Dreisaitl, I think Connor's going to clean that one out again. The Calder Trophy, I don't know if it's a hot take. I'm an Adam Fantelli guy. I think Adam Fantelli's going to win it. I think what he's going to do in Columbus, I think he's going to make that team, it's going to make it very, very difficult for that team to tank. And they should be tanking. Fantelli wins it, though. Upsets Bedard. The Hart Trophy, I think Pass is going to win it. I think with the layout of what this team is, the subtractions they've had in the offseason, Pass is going to take a step forward in his game this year. Pass wins the Hart Trophy. Adding it to a really impressive collection that he has going. Stanley Cup. Coming out of the East. It's only their second time being back in the postseason. Post-rebuild. I think what we saw last year with the New Jersey Devils is the real deal. I think the attractions... Are the attractions? 
where they added in the offseason's great. And my biggest thing with them is they have Tyler Toffoli on the team. Tyler Toffoli in the postseason is a different animal. And I think them having Toffoli in their lineup is going to help project them to the Stanley Cup Finals. Coming out west, because they're hell-bent on anger and they are petty and they are so sick of having Stanley Cup champions roll through them, I think the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, uh, Ekholm, can't remember his first name, I think they finally make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. I think they finally break through in what is going to be a very entertaining, high-offensive Stanley Cup Final, which has, drum roll please, after 30-plus years of the Stanley Cup not being awarded to a Canadian team, I think this June you will see the Edmonton Oilers will fall on home ice in Game 7 and watch the New Jersey Devils lift the Stanley Cup. All right, now I got hot takes for you. I've got two. I've got one out west, and I've got one out east. Out east, I've got Steven Stamkos being dealt before the trade deadline to the New York Rangers for Alex Lafiniere and Capo Caco. The Rangers more or less just give up on these kids, and they shoot them off to Tampa for Steven, for Steven Stamkos and some other pieces. I think the stammer hammer time and the bolts are done and they want to reload the crops and they're going to use stammer to do it. And then out West, you're going to see Billy Guerin in the Minnesota wild do something that no one thought would be possible. They're going to reunite Jonathan Taze and Patrick King and they're going to sign them, bring them onto the wild. And it's going to be absolutely dynamite. Of course, the Minnesota wild at one point in time will fall to the Emerson Oilers during the playoffs. Those are my hot takes. What do I really want to see? Winnipeg and the Bruins in the final. That would be glorious. That's my dream. Does Winnipeg win? No. They get fucking swept. And I see the Boston Bruins win the Stanley Cup here on Winnipeg. In game four with those beautiful white centennial jerseys. And it's glorious. That's my fantasy. That's my book talk. Anyways, I'm going to shoot it back off to the boys. I love you. I've missed you. I'm so happy we're back. Hockey every night. Let's fucking go! You've been great. I've been Bobby. We'll see you next week, baby. Let's go, bees! And that was Bobby's corner. I'm sure Chop it was Podsky. phenomenal. Podsky himself after coming on the pod back to back weeks. We had a blast yeah. last week. Got a lot of positive feedback on that too. So that was nice. I mean, it was nice to finally fucking shit. Um, sorry. <laughs> I'm my bets at the same time too, but it was, it was, it was nice to get us three together, let loose and uh, have some fun. But um, yeah, another probably I'm 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 just gonna go ahead and say another phenomenal Bobby's corner. I haven't listened oh, yeah, to him. He doesn't yet. miss. Yeah, he the dude doesn't miss. You know he probably you know he brought the heat. Uh, after opening night, he I, he recorded today Thursday. He usually does it Wednesday night. Maybe it was too too much in the bag after watching the Bruins fucking dominate. Well, probably. Dude, you know what I just realized? Fucking the Bruins play Saturday and then they don't play again till Thursday. 
Dude, what the fuck, man? <laughs> so we'll have this yeah, pod. We'll, we'll be be on the lookout. Dude, and it's the it's the West Coast swing. So they play Thursday at 10 30 oh, p.m. <laughs> I'm not even gonna be able to fucking see that. All right, so you guys will have one fucking game to watch. God damn it. That, uh, what a terrible fucking schedule. Yeah, they got fucking San Jose, LA, Anaheim. And they have LA Anaheim back to back, and then Tuesday they play Chicago in Chicago, and then back home um, Thursday for Anaheim. Jeez, and then two games, and I'm fucking in town. Oh yeah, Uh, three weeks from today, baby. If you guys are listening, uh, Brett, I thought I muted the fucking group chat. Fuck you. If you guys are listening, uh, Brett's coming to town. Was it November 2nd to the 5th? We're going to that Toronto Maple Leafs game that Thursday night. If you guys want to come hang with us, come devour, delete delete all the fucking bears. Holy shit, man. Every blood latte and fucking No, no, no. Heineken (laughs) Silvers. I'm going to introduce you to the cast gas at the greatest part, but if uh, if you're a Bruins fan that happens to be in Boston and Massachusetts, you want to come hang with the fellas. Uh, now now's your time, man. We're still working on getting Bobby there. Maybe he'll um give us an answer uh, after he listens to this episode. But <laughs> excuse me. Um, so I'm I'm very much looking forward to that because I think we're gonna do a live pod too, and yeah. that's gonna oh, be yeah. obviously electric. We're gonna. I feel like we should do a two. We might have to. Actually, you know what we're going to do? We're going to postpone that episode. We're going to record Friday and drop Saturday. We're going to switch it because we need live reaction after that. Maybe we'll do it right after the game from the greatest bar. Holy (laughs) shit. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, yeah, so I'm very much looking forward to that. There's a lot to look forward to as a Bruins fan this upcoming season. Mm. Uh, As a only Bruins fan this upcoming season, since there's not going to be a game until Thursday after Saturday, expect uh, us to be back to live stream, baby. Um, Hell yeah. I'm very much looking forward to that. The new NHL has been a pain in the fucking dick. I do not want to get into it because I will get worked up. So let's not do that. But uh anything so i want to do this i want to do two things and then we can kind of wrap it up what do we got for time i got yeah i got 10 15 minutes i want to do one star one done each for us from uh from this uh from the bruins game last night i'm gonna kill you guys um i don't know can you hear that that beep yeah yeah yeah, i don't know how to turn it off on my laptop um oh Oh, I think I can just fucking... I don't even know, dude. Anyways, but I want to do one star, one done of the game. Um, uh, Do you want to go first or me? Uh, You go first. All right, my star, just because of... If you think about everything going on that night, uh, just the whole situation, the whole scenario, I'd have to go with Matty Patra. I mean, he really, he really impressed me that night. He looked like an NHLer last night. And that was phenomenal to see. Uh, you guys saw it last night. I don't have to explain any more of it. And my one dud, I think it's kind of the obvious. I'm going to have to go with. I want. I want. I'm going. It should be. It should be forward. 
but I'm going with Shattenkirk because I expected a little bit more out of him. And I think it's yeah. going to take a little bit for him to get accustomed to the new system because I think he was in the man-to-man system in yeah. Anaheim for a few years. Yeah, so it's going to take him a little bit. To, and it's, you know, I mean, the same though, thing, Lindholm came from that same system and it took oh, him shit, a little bit. Right, yeah. And you saw how Lindholm the next season fucking popped off. But um, unfortunately, we only have Shattenkirk for one season. So we can't wait to, uh, we can't. Yeah, we, we can't, can't wait for him. Yeah, gotta get um, going, kid. Exactly. So I, I think he'll continue to impress. I mean, conti- continue to improve in this organization, in this system. Uh, Boston's not a city that he's unfamiliar with. He's from. He went to BU. He's a BU uh-huh. kid. He's familiar with Boston. Uh, you know, it might take a little bit to get accustomed to, but I think he's going to be just fine. Um, but he's he's my one dud of of uh the week, I guess you can say. I think we'll start making this a segment, but yeah. for the week, I mean, we only have one game to base one it game. off. Of. Yeah. But how about you, buddy? Um, I'm gonna go with Freddie as my star of the week because he had such a horrible, oh, yeah. not a horrible camp, but just like very lackluster. It's just yeah. like if he seemed fucking non-interested, which I which we said was understandable. So he fucking showed the fuck up last night playing really well. Yeah. And uh, I feel like Forbert is just too much of a layup. I'm I'm gonna go dud with JVR only because he was the one getting moved off. It, it probably will happen plenty of times, but he got moved off that line and put on the fourth line for a couple shifts. Um, even though it's still Fucking JVR Beecher and Lauko is still kind of a sick line when you think about it, but yeah. uh, but yeah, I just I thought we would see, especially with his goal and chemistry early on in, with Pasta in that uh, preseason game. I just thought maybe we'd see him net one, and I felt like he had a couple chances too, and he just like overthought it. So that'll be because we, we don't want to go with the fucking layup because we know that Forbert was the real fucking dud of the week. On yeah. it, off the ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, he's probably the only one showing up to the red carpet tonight uh, without a date. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably bringing Darla or something. Yeah, he's got Darla in the coat pocket. But yeah, I, I think I think both those are fair. I mean, I thought Frederick was impressive last night. Had a few good opportunities. That tip was amazing. That was that was oh, a phenomenal. It's going tip. wide too. Yeah, that wasn't even going on. That. And, you know, Carlo had a great game, too. He had a great game. And mm. I, I think he's going to continue to impress the, the, the haters that continue to hate on his uh, contract. Are, I had imagined it's only going to be a few games till They're straight but darted. Fuck up. Yeah, like, but <laughs> um, I thought Gigi had a great game, too. I, kinda, I yeah. forget who took the shot. I want to say I thought it was Carlo. It could have been Carlo Shatton, took but, the shot. Yeah, that shot it wide, and then uh, yeah. the goalie made a phenomenal save. But yeah. that was a great opportunity. You'll probably no, you're right. Play. It was Shattenkirk on the second Shattenkirk, one. Shattenkirk, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where JVR tried to go through the legs, where he could have just put it in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was. Yeah, like, I was know? like, I get it, dude. You've scored in this garden, fucking doing that against us. You want one for us? I get it, but it wasn't there, dude. It wasn't there. Um, yeah, it, no, why? Um, sorry, I'm just replying back to someone, but yeah, also before we wrap this up, I do want to, uh, get your thoughts on this. Um, I don't want to do like a whole standings thing, but I'm, I'm going to do more of a point. I'm going to ask you 
where you th- how many points you think the Bruins will get? I asked yesterday. I think yeah, I asked Wednesday. Um, a lot of people were right around 100, 102, 104. I'm I'm gonna go a little bit higher. I'm gonna say 106. Oh, I was gonna go 107. Oh, okay, because okay. 30. What they can't, ended up with 137 last year. Something like yeah. that in in that ballpark. If I, I heard somebody on a podcast say if they got 30 less points than they did last year, they'd still be in the second. Um, what Wild like this? No, no, the second in the Atlantic, I think. I Jesus. believe it was. Yeah, I mean, so even I, people were saying you take away 10 wins this season. I mean, that's still what is that? 100. What, what did they have last year? 133. I think it, I thought it was 137, but I 137. So that's still 107 points. Or hold on, let me check. No, 117. Um, Holy shit, Lucy. I don't know. I'm not a math guy. Am I doing that right? NHL standings 22. Take away 20 points. Yeah, they had 135 points. So you take away 30 fucking points, and they still are in the. The Atlantic third spot. Sorry, someone someone was in the mentions predicting them to have sixteen overtime losses. They had twelve last year, or no? Sorry, they had five last year. They had <laughs> they had twelve losses all year. <laughs> what the fuck? That's fucking insane. When you look back at that stat line, 65, 12, and five. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, it's so <laughs> dumb. What the fuck? So yeah, if you had. Yeah, 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 okay. So, yeah, the Lightning had 98 points with 46 wins. So you'd still, if if you take away 30 points for the Bruins, you still are higher than the Lightning, and you would have landed in the second in the Atlantic, which is, like, insane. 30 fucking points. That Yeah, that's just, that is wild, man. But, so the yeah, Bruins... The uh, the Bruins are making. If the Bruins don't make the playoffs this year, I'll actually be probably disappointed. I wasn't thinking that going into the season, but now that like I've seen the team and the potential that the young kids could bring to the lineup, um, yeah, I think missing the playoffs is is a disappointment. I I, I totally agree there. I. Uh, I I think it's a huge disappointment if they don't make the playoffs. You know there. what the fuck. Ellie Friedman and Jeff Merrick were talking about the other day. This was before the Shifley contract came to light, but they were saying that as long as there's a centerman out there, the Bruins are going to be trying to trade for him. And they were talking about Lindholm and Shifley. And I hate that. I'm over it. Like, let Zaka have the year to figure this. Like, if Zaka's at the trade deadline and he has, like, fuck, let's say... 20 points 25 points all right then you fucking go yeah. and look for somebody but like i have this guy having at least 35 to 40 points at that point at least i think he'll have he better have at least like 35 points that's yeah. what i'm saying like so it's like i don't get why like and they were like we'll see how it works out with patra on the podcast that for like, Christ's sake, you better have fucking 40 points by then because after the trade deadline you only have so many games left i mean majority of the season is coming gone so yeah because it's in march now right opposed to yep. february yeah yeah okay. like that so, first week of march i forget what it is Yeah. Okay. okay so yeah yeah he better have like 40 45 points by then right so yeah. that that's when you make a decision I, like I have him i have him getting at least 60 points this year i have him getting 70. I love that. Yeah. I love so, that, baby. Um, so, um, 
What passes? Yeah. Already got fucking two, three. Yeah, he's, two. he already has two. A lot of scoring in the uh, a lot of scoring in the uh, opening night for a lot of guys. Matthews hat trick, pasta two goals. I did put a dollar yeah. on that. Dude, I the Leafs. Oh my god, they almost fell apart last night already. Do you see that? People like no no hats on the ice for Matthews's fucking hat trick. Like it was <laughs> fucking it was just a brutal showing from the fucking suits that end up there. So uh yeah. And they almost lost. I mean, that's what you're gonna get from the Toronto Maple Leafs. A lot of six five games. I mean, that oh, shitty yeah, that shitty, shitty team, the Montreal Canadiens, took you to a shootout. Dude, like, they didn't the Leafs did not look good. No, like they have a lot of defensive woes, and they do not have a real goaltender. I don't think Samsonov's the guy. Like I, Samsonov, however the hell you want to say, I, I don't think he's the guy. I, yeah, I don't think he's the guy either. And like, sorry, what were you? No, I was going to ask who their backup is. That Justin Wall kid. Oh, that's right. Yeah, like. So way too early talking about this. If the Bruins brought in a center, like I, I just I don't know. That got my wheels turning today. Like if the Bruins are actually still in on Lindholm and they bring Lindholm in, let's just say hypothetically, like aren't you kind of telling Potra like you know you're a couple years away when like he's clearly not. Like I just yeah. I don't get the like. And everyone's like, oh, just throw Zach on the wing. It's like, well, like he's a natural center. Like I don't know, I don't know. I, it just them saying that like kind of like confused me that the Bruins would still even be looking for a center at this point. The, the thing is too, like, and who like, are you gonna trade? We have nobody. <laughs> like you're yeah. keeping Patra, you're keeping Laura. Well, that's that's the thing. You can't trade away another first round pick. You don't even have one for this upcoming draft. No, next year's draft. You have one for the following. You want to hold on to that? Um, it just. I don't I just, know. I don't. You have, I you have don't nothing to trade unless you're going to trade prospects. <laughs> but like, what are you going to trade, Lysel? Like, yeah, who has no value right now? Are you going to fucking trade Lorai? Because you fucking better not. And the thing too, like, you trade Lysel, he gets a year or two in another system and becomes a superstar. Like, I don't know. I feel like you kind of go through the pains with that one at this point. Yeah. Like, because you're going to need wingers. Like, I don't know. I just, it, it kind of got my brain going a weird way, but I thought we'd just throw it in at the end here. Yeah, no, I, I, I um, I hope that's, I kind of hope they just kind of ride it out. And if they can find cheap pieces at the trade deadline to add to this team, kind of like what they did in uh the 2019 run, adding Johansson, yeah. guys like that. Well, they obviously got Taylor Hall, right? They no, got, that was no they got Coyle. Coyle. Taylor Hall was a year after. Yeah, right? Coyle and Johansson. Yeah. Yeah. And Taylor Hall was the year after. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I, maybe you had cheap pieces, but you, I don't think you go out there and, um, make a move for a guy like Lindholm, whatever, when you can just, I don't see him resigning with Calgary. Uh, just, I actually think he does sign with Calgary, especially yeah. after you see what happened with fucking Shifley and Hellebuck. Like, I don't know. Well, he, he probably sees Shifley's contract and he's, what do you think he's going to get? Well, I, I'm pretty sure Calgary said they'd be willing to give him ten million. I'm not giving him ten million. So if they Dude, want, if to, they, then... yeah, the Bruins, if they bring in Lindholm and give him nine to ten million for the next seven years, like fuck, man, that's such a bad decision in my eyes. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. That's um, I'm off the top of my head. I can't really think of many centermen right now in the free agency market, but I think you're going to be more more worried about wingers going in. That's what I think too. Yeah, I, I think you'll try to find a centerman, but uh, I think you're going to be more worried about wingers because you're going to lose JV. Your prop JVR is probably one and done. Um, I'm trying to think JVR. Geeky's here to stay. I think that third line, I think you're going to see the exact same third line going into next season. Unless you you might flip Coil and Patra, but and I also think that like I think in going into next summer, you're like you said, you're looking for a winger and a steady Eddie defenseman. Like if they do re-sign Grizzlick, you're gonna have Lorai, Grizzlick, and Lindholm presumably as your three. It'd be nice to get a steady Eddie for Grizzlick on that bottom pairing. Yeah, that that too. But I don't I don't know if I see Grizzly coming back. I don't think so either, but they like Boston guys. I don't, dude. I don't they think love their Boston guys. I know. And it, that's like and a, he grew up a, in the garden. Yeah. Like that's a, that's probably the hardest, one of the hardest guys to not resign. <laughs> but I don't think you can have Lori and Grizzly on your roster. They're similar players, I think. Well, Grizzlick's I agree. Better, but Grizzly's just an undersized Lori in a sense. And Lori's, more offensively gifted and offensively minded. And I think that's kind of what you want to see. Cause you got Lynn home there that can yeah. kind of anchor that left side of the D and um, obviously he's not playing the best right now, but he'll get there. I mean, Lynn home is Lynn home. He's a, he's a hell of a defenseman. You have McAvoy, you have Carlo. There's your three right there. Now what's your other yeah. three going to look like? Is Zaboral going to get a chance? Is he going to take that next step? I don't see that happening, but it's, it's on him, man. That's on yeah. him. Maybe he'll for benefit Zaboral, from the ice down there. Well, that's what I was going to say. For Zaboral, I hope he tears it up in Providence and we can either trade him or, you know, like you just said, use him as that third, um, yeah. like the four-bird spot. But my laptop's going to die, so we got to wrap this bitch up. Yeah, and I, I just realized the time I got to shower real quick and meet our gal, Shan. Uh, yeah. One quick shout-out. One quick shout-out before we end it. Happy birthday to our boy, Kyle. Uh, oh fuck just, yeah! I, I had no idea. I just saw that it was your birthday a few hours ago. Want to give you a huge birthday shout out. One of our loyal listeners, great dude. He chimes in. Uh, same with his, same with his wife Darlene too. But yeah, great a, we we love you, Darlene. But today's about our boy Kyle. Happy birthday, yeah. Kyle! Good we old Canadian you. fella. They're, they're both fucking. They're such great people, man. I I love oh, those yeah, guys. I, I love them. They're probably one of my favorite couples out there. So um. They, they they chime into every live stream. They they are always hanging out with us. They're always you know chiming in on the podcast and responding the next day, giving us love, and uh, it it truly means a lot to us because they've kind of been there from fucking day one, basically since you yeah. joined, too, probably even before. I I don't even remember. It's all kind of a blur. But shout out to Kyle. Happy birthday to you, buddy. We love you, and uh, yeah, I I hope you get fucking hammered tonight. Fuck yeah, dude. And laid, yeah. <laughs> Birthday sex, but they'll wrap it up for whatever number episode this is for only Bruins. I am one half of your host, Downtown Boosie, and we love you guys, and we appreciate you guys tuning in. And it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Shout out to our boy Bobby. Brett slap pop just died, so you will not get a goodbye from Brett. But I will speak on behalf of Brett. Yeah, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in again. We love you guys. This is a terrible impersonation of my buddy Brett, but uh, we love you guys. 
Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace, bitch. We love you guys. Stay cool. Till next time. Peace.